0: love you. the center penalty coming up, look at the field, oh my goodness, what a goal, what
1: a move, the field, oh baby. There's a mistake and a throw, a puck by Bridget, it oh! a taser from Jonathan Tames is first.
0: Hello, hockey fans. How are you doing today? It's Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show right here on 101.5 UMFM in Winnipeg. Uh, we are podcasted, streamed, wherever you can, uh, you know, take us, I suppose. Uh, it's co-host Tom here. I got co-host Jared with me. We're talking uh, Season 6, Episode 17, one that we're going to call The Clark, Wendell Clark. The Mustachioed Maniac from Kelvington, Saskatchewan. Uh, two weeks in a row that we've had Leaf Legends as our honorary number E. Jared, uh, should we change the name of this show to Talking Leafs, the Leaf Talking Show?
2: Heck no. Heck no. <laughs> and in fact, I think we should uh, provide a disclaimer to our, our loyal listeners out there that we'll uh, we'll get off this Leaf business yeah. <laughs> next yeah. week.
0: Surely, but there's it, not an 18 who would oh, be probably worthy.
2: Is. Probably yeah. is, but let let it be no indication that we are that we are fans of uh, the blue and white from Toronto. And yeah. In fact, uh, we're quite the opposite. We don't. Yeah, know. but
0: that said, we have to talk about the Leafs this week.
2: Yeah, because they did some some leaf stuff.
0: Some leaf stuff happened. So, yeah. uh, but before we get into any of that yeah later in the show we will talk about the morgan riley uh incident (laughs) if you will yeah um but we do want to talk about uh wendell clark number 17 i mean you think 17 if you grew up watching hockey in the 90s and whatnot you 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 think about wendell clark right like he's he was um a force and uh I always, I always enjoyed watching him play. I mean, mm-hmm. back in the day when Hockey Night in Canada was like the only hockey you got all week. And it was a Leafs game no matter what, basically. Um, you know, you had to watch the Leafs. And and yeah, Wendell was a, a beauty, I think. Um, oh, he
2: was a beauty for sure.
0: Yeah, he played his junior hockey in, uh, for the Saskatoon Blades. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was drafted by Toronto um first overall yeah first overall i don't know that they've had too many first overall picks but he he is one of them and obviously their uh current edition of the leafs they've got austin matthews as a number 1 overall mm-hmm. trying to think of any other number one overalls that they've had surely they must have had another one but that's for our research department to look up um but yeah like He's um, he was a captain, right? A leader, Uh um, and I think he like, (laughs) unrelated, but like after he retired, he just like became a Zamboni driver for a while or something like that. Like, really? Yeah, I remember hearing that story one time. You know, some rink north of Toronto somewhere, and he just was like, ah, it's. Just driving the Zamboni. Yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah. So career wise, Wendell Clark, I'll give you the I'll give you the numbers here, and then we'll talk a little Clark. But seven hundred and ninety three career games, three hundred and thirty career goals for uh, a total of five hundred sixty four career points. He had one thousand six hundred and ninety career penalty minutes. Those are all you know, regular season numbers, his playoffs, you could add 95 career playoff games and 69 career playoff points. Um, you know, he played, he had 13 years in, in Toronto, 608 games in Toronto, obviously the bulk of his career was there, but he had stops in Quebec. Uh-huh. Remember when he was on the Nordiques? Like I, do. I think, Probably got an OPG card hanging around somewhere with, uh, Clark as a as a nordique he had a a pit stop on long island in detroit Mm -hmm. in tampa and in chicago um i'm not gonna lie i don't remember detroit chicago i don't remember i do kind of vaguely remember when he was on the lightning and the islanders and the nordiques but yeah it's uh bit of a you know i don't know if those would have been like one-year contracts or trade deadline deals or whatever but he he made his way around kind of um after his initial stint with toronto because then he came back to toronto right so yeah
2: yeah so uh old, old wendy he was like a big leaf favorite uh of bit of, of like, a
0: folk hero in a way oh perhaps, yeah right? well
2: the latter part is so <laughs> the the end the end of the Harold Ballard era which right. uh is pretty uh was pretty bleak if you were a Leafs fan uh Wendell was definitely like the sort of the crowd favorite there uh yeah. he, he was named captain in 91, 92, and uh he uh he Sort of led them to that memorable run, where they led lost to uh the LA Kings, the Wayne Gretzky Kings,
0: yeah, who yeah.
2: coincidentally were coached by Barry Melrose, who this is Wendell Clark's cousin. cousin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Melrose uh, had a very lovely mullet. Oh, very famous.
2: Mullet. Yes. Well, and so uh in that series, uh so Dougie Gilmore was the captain of the Leafs at the time. And uh, McSorley Marty McSorley noted uh, goon yeah. uh, kind of smoked Gilmore, and uh, Wendell Clark dropped the mitts with him. Game one, let's go! And mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, you know not a lot of fighting in the playoffs back then, so uh, so good for them. Um, he was traded to Quebec, 1994 probably at his peak value, he was traded...
0: The part of the Matt Sundin?
2: For a young Matt Sundin, which, you
0: know... Good trade for the Leafs, for sure. Great trade
2: for the Leafs, because Sundin went on to be, like, a captain and a Leafs legend they're kind of
0: all-time... Yeah, I mean, when you think of all-time Leafs, Sundin is for sure one of those guys. But uh, in a way, you know, so is uh, Wendell Clark.
2: Well, Um, so with Quebec, he only played one year and it was the lockout year ninety-four-95. Right. And then the next year they moved to Colorado. He gets into a contract dispute with the team and he gets traded to the New York Islanders.
0: Could have won it for,
2: for Claude Lemieux, another pain in the ass, which yeah. you know is great. And the Islanders also got in that trade a first a first round pick from the Leafs. His fourth overall in 1997, which turned out to be Bobby Lou, Roberto Luongo. Really? Yeah. And then he he goes, like you mentioned, he goes to Tampa. He has a great year in Tampa. He puts up like 20, I think like 65 points, uh, I think. Uh, No, 42 points. 65 games.
0: 28 goals, though. Pretty good. Yeah.
2: And then gets dealt to the Red Wings at the deadline. Hmm. Yeah. I don't really know how he ends up in Chicago. I think he signs in the offseason with Chicago, plays thirteen games, gets released, comes back, re-signs with Toronto. So we had three different stints with with the old uh,
0: Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh yeah, he did it. The ninety nine two thousand. Yeah. At the age, of ripe old age of thirty three, he played his final twenty games with Toronto. Um, retired as a Leaf. Yeah, he was pretty hampered by injuries by this oh, point in yeah. his career, which is why he retired when he was 33, and you know didn't. I mean he he played he played a pretty uh, hard game, yeah. you know. Oh like yeah, that. no,
2: yeah. he's uh, he's a like a hard nosed player. Yeah, like,
0: didn't didn't take shortcuts, you
2: know. <laughs> like to drop yeah. the mitts. Like first couple of years, like second year in the league, he put up 271 minutes in penalties. Yeah, which. <laughs> You know, and 60 points. Like, that's... uh, You don't see a lot of those guys anymore.
0: No, no. And he was... So he was second in voting for the Calder Trophy in his rookie year of 85-86. Do you
2: know who won? When
0: he put up 34 goals. Do you know Um, who won that year? 84... 85-86. Mario?
2: No, Mario was the year before.
0: Okay. uh,
2: Defenseman. He played with Calgary at the time.
0: Oh, Al McInnes?
2: Not Al McKinnis.
0: Gary oh, Suter. Gary Suter. That was going to be my next guess.
2: Yeah. Well, I beat you to it. Uh, <laughs> I also did not have the answer in front of me. Yeah. So So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't... Did he live up to the first overall
0: feeling? Right. I don't know. I mean... In the
2: minds of Leafs fans, yes, I bet you he did. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. Uh, so... You did, you did ask. So the- you, you look
0: at some of the other names in that first round, though, before we kind of carry on there. And, yeah. I mean, the first round, like Craig Simpson, you know, Simmer, uh, Hockey Night in Canada, color commentator. Uh-huh. And, then I mean, he scored a bunch of goals and had a decent career. It was short due uh-huh. to injury and everything. But he went second overall to Pittsburgh. But then you look at some of the other names in that first round, it's like, I don't know. I mean, who – <laughs> who else were you going to pick? Yeah, like Wendell was probably the, the right choice. I mean, there were a couple of defensemen who played a long time, you know, there was, um, but the, once you get into the deeper rounds, you're like, oh yeah, Joe Neuendijk and, you know, like there's there's some other, uh, you know, guys who were went on to have pretty great careers picked later in that draft. But first round wise, first overall pick, it's kind of like, Wendell was the guy you know
2: Wendell, Wendell was the guy I'm trying to figure but but
0: yeah out. did he ha- did he put up a point a game over his career no he didn't you know what I mean but that that wasn't really his thing
2: his, his deal <laughs> well no and so his uh his number hangs in the rafters yeah and uh I think down last, at the hangar
0: Derek the Canada yeah, Center which is now Scotia Bank whatever
2: Scotiabank thing yeah so, uh, he was retired October 15th during a pregame ceremony in which, in which, this year, no, October 15th, 2016, during oh, 16. Uh, a pregame in which 17 players representing 11 numbers were similar. So, they just like a bulk, bulk jersey retiring 11 <laughs> sweater numbers. Uh, and so he's also got huh. a statue outside of the Air Canada Centre. Really? Uh yeah. Him, when did
0: they put that up?
2: In 2017, it was announced yeah. that uh statues of iconic Leafs Charlie Conacher, Red Kelly, the big M Frank Mahovlich, and Wendell would be added to Leafs Legends Row.
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm you- I'm trying to think of the statues that are outside the rink in Toronto and i mean it's been some years since i was there mm-hmm. but i think i just remember it's kind of like a public art sculpture it was i think it's supposed to be a torch or something and okay. i'm like i don't remember any actual leaf legends on leaf legend row but
2: well you know I'll
0: have legend, to pay legends in the
2: minds of uh, toronto uh, hot i'm
0: heading guys. there this spring i think so i'll uh, make sure to stop by and say i'll say hey to austin and Mitchie and the, the boys uh but go say go say I'll hi shake to him. yeah say Hey to Wendell and his statue form at least okay. um yeah uh so yeah when went... uh go ahead sorry oh no go ahead i i, I was just going to say like Wendell is i mean he's we touched on it a bit of a folk hero for Leaf sands and stuff and so much so that you know um the Rio Statics uh yeah. wrote a song about him yeah. I like that record. their, the, yeah their, their debut album was called Greatest Hits, and yeah. it this is a, a, a it was a song off of that part yeah. one and two. I don't yeah. know, is it actually a two-part song? I don't remember. Like
2: yeah, I can't remember.
0: Yeah. It's just Dave Bedini, it's just, yeah. friend
2: of friend of the show, Dave Bedini being clever,
0: like, yeah, he I think... he does. Yeah. Uh, so we did have Dave Bedini on the show a couple years ago, and he told us kind of like about when he wrote that song or something uh-huh. like and he like that guy's memory is crazy he's just not crazy like you know what i mean but it's like really good uh-huh. he, he like he's talking it is like 1985 or whatever <laughs> and uh-huh. he's he's um recounting it moment by moment like it was you know yesterday um and it was really interesting so listeners if you want go back in the archives and find our episode with Dave Bedini. Um, but, yeah, uh, Wendell Clark, folk hero, has a song written about him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so not only was he first cousin to, to Barry Melrose, he was also cousin uh, of Joey Kosher. Yeah. Joey Kosher from
0: yeah. the Red A Pu- n- noted played together pugilist.
2: Place, a noted pugilist. And his younger brother, a guy named Kerry Clark, is in the top 60 all-time minor league penalty minute leaders, uh, with, uh, 2,812. Uh, his brother so Don... So it runs
0: in the family.
2: Yeah, his brother Don coached the Prince Albert Raiders and the Saskatoon Blades. And then uh, he had a son named Cody, who was drafted by the Capitals in 2018 and played for the Hershey Bears. Yeah. Uh, he's...
0: Uh, like these... These days, I think he lives, you know, in the Toronto area. Yep. Um, but he's from, as we mentioned off the top, Kelvington, Saskatchewan. Yep. So, you know, all these and, – and Barry Melrose is from Saskatchewan. And I don't know, Coaster must be as well. I'm assuming. But they're all rugged farm boys, and that's <laughs> – they didn't mind racking up the penalty minutes, you know. So
2: Well, and so he owns uh, Wendell Clark's classic – grill and sports bar with four mm-hmm. locations so he's got one in saskatoon he's got one in brampton one in oshawa and one in burlington probably just there's one in oshawa me. yeah
0: well that's where i'm going uh <laughs> in the <laughs> spring so we'll uh to go pop old, into wendell's and the see old if he's wendell, around.
2: wendell clark tour yeah yeah and i mean you see him all the time he's he's like He does the rounds. Him and Darcy Tucker, I think, carpool to those those Leafs events. Yeah. So, Wendell Clark, Real Beauty.
0: Well, let's play the song.
2: Yeah. The Rio Static song. Yeah. The
0: Ballad of Wendell Clark, parts one and two. I don't know if we're playing both parts or if it's just one song.
2: No, it's just one song.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, right here on Talking Hockey, the hockey talking show, the Ballad of Wendell Clark, it's the Rio Mm -hmm.
1: Got a friend in BC Know some winder's kissing New York And I wanna buy a motorcycle Cut up to some farm Somewhere around this (laughs) cashier All this jamming gives me, like listening to earthquakes, all wired up for rock and roll. Mama only listens to the radio. Papa only watches hockey games. This suburb rocks with the Yeti Van Whalers. God save the Queen. It's made you a moron.
0: All right, that was the be- ballad of Wendell Clark uh, by the Rio Statics, right here on talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. We were talking Wendell Clark, Toronto Maple Leaf legend, and we still got to We're not done talking Leafs yet, Jared. We gotta get into it. At the time of recording, which is uh, we're we're recording Monday uh, midday here. We don't go to our we don't go to air for a couple hours here, but things might change in the news. But as of yet, no suspension handed down on Morgan Riley if a suspension is coming, which you got to think he is because he's been offered an in-person hearing, which is funny wording. They say offered an in-person hearing. This is like, can he politely decline? <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, I'm good. Uh... <laughs> um, but of course, what we're talking about here, Jared, is the uh, Saturday night uh Battle of Ontario, Ottawa Senators, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh-huh. Ottawa's winning the game. They got uh, Ridley Gregg, a r- youngster, uh, uh-huh. a fiery youngster, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, he's uh, in alone on a breakaway with an empty net, and he tees it up!
2: Like, four, four
0: feet away. From he the just, top of the crease. Yeah, I love it. it. I mean, it's pretty hilarious. Good. I mean, you know... So then, uh, uh, you know, unsuspecting Rid- Ridley Gregg uh, turns to celebrate and there's Morgan Riley, and he puts the cross check right to the neck and face type of area. Yeah,
2: not, a, not a nice thing
0: to do. You can't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So what of did course... you think of it? Like, uh, w- Like, I guess here's my question. Like, can you see both sides of that or is it just plain old uh like are you are you disgusted by it or like what's your general because feel- i feel like comments all over the internet about this are they're all over the place and people are kind of like getting on their soapbox because it's the leafs and we love to hate the leafs or you know like oh you got to throw the book at them and whatever right like um was well- it was it as bad as it looked
2: okay so should should Ridley have, Ridley Greg have done done that okay so first and foremost I am of the opinion that you know like stuff stuff like that you got an empty net goal you know what Slide the puck into the net yeah let's let's go about it right yeah. I also yeah. understand uh spirits are high Ottawa is a heated a game. Ottawa doesn't beat the Leafs often, right? Um, And so, yeah, maybe you want to put a bit of an exclamation point on it. Um, Does that warrant the reaction? No, it never warrants that sort of reaction. I think that um, when a stick is raised uh, in that sort of fashion it's malicious it's, it's oh
0: there's it, no there's nothing but intent to injure because it tends
2: to injure right like, he like might you're as just well,
0: you know riley's seeing red there obviously so he's got sure. no uh prefrontal yeah, cortex blind, blinders, uh, things blinders happening are on, right mm-hmm. it, he
2: might as well like it it, it would have been no different if he would have like wound up and took a golf swing at his knee right mm-hmm. um I don't like stuff in and around the head, right? Like the day yeah. and age that we live in with the concussion protocols and everything, um, is you can't do that. I'm sorry, you can't. No, and a it's guy, just guy in the head like that.
0: Yeah, it's it's not a good look for. No. you know the, the no, NHL
2: and, uh, and, and or I mean, Morgan the Riley.
0: Or, yeah. I mean, and, and not a good look for the coach of the Leafs who afterwards when asked about it, says uh, it was appropriate, you well, know. And
2: so this is what this is what bugs me, right is yeah, he comes out he's, he backs his guy, he says it's appropriate. And then you ask yourself, okay, so why is that appropriate Sheldon Keith And he didn't go on and he didn't clarify it, but you know yeah. what his clarification is going to be is Ridley Gregg broke the code. Right? yeah yeah, you yeah don't you don't do that you don't show up show it up like that and it's just yeah Keith like,
0: said Keith said they have a right what did he say uh they have their players have the right to score goals and our players have the right to react or something like that and I'm like well yeah and the league has the right to suspend you for 20 games for doing dumb stuff like that they're not gonna No, You know, I bet you it'll be less games than uh, Dylan got for throwing a body check.
2: Well, okay, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I think that what they're probably going to do is they're probably going to look at um, a similar punishment that David Perron got earlier this year for cross-checking Zub. Um, So he got got six games, Uh, some parallels there, both have a pretty clean record.
0: Parallels, time. but at the same time, this is after a goal. You well, know what I mean? Like the other so. one was kind of wasn't that like uh so
2: so this is so this is the distinction, right? This is why I think that he could get more than six games. Yeah, well and immediately he
0: should,
2: get, should get immediately
0: more. I thought Dale Hunter. Yeah Pierre Turgeon.
2: Yeah. Remember when uh I don't know if you remember it was it uh I'm trying to remember if it was Dino Cicerelli like wound up and like two-handed a guy across the face. Like hit him yeah. hit him like baseball style with the <laughs> stick. And I shouldn't laugh at that. Um so a few differences <laughs> yeah. differences. Like Perron just kind of went into a blind rage and he, he cross checked the wrong guy. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. Riley's like this is premeditated. Like he skated over intentionally. Yeah, you had and, time
0: to yeah. you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what they're what they're saying is, like, of course the the leaf the leaf blogs are saying, well, you know, it shouldn't really be that bad. Cause, yeah, well, you know. even
0: even off the internet, you got uh, Elliot Friedman, and he was talking, and he's he's justifying it, and it's <laughs> like, okay, Elliot, we all know you love the Leafs, but I mean, come on, like, put what? on your like different hat. Is like and, and look at look at it like you, you can justify it whatever and be like oh yeah well you know I guess Ridley Gregg shouldn't have but two wrongs don't make a right and like the code is unwritten because it doesn't exist <laughs> you know what I mean um, well that's that it yes the code exists but it's it's like okay he walks in and takes a slap shot on an empty net yeah um douchey thing to do?
2: Yeah, Yeah, of course it is.
0: But, <laughs> like, just because he does that doesn't mean that you can go and two-hand cross-check him across the face or whatever. I don't know. I just don't... I don't... uh I don't like to see that. I don't know. No. You know, if you got a problem with it... You know what? And if Riley goes over there and just sticks his stink mitt right in his face, gives him sure. a little scrub... You know, and then a melee kind of ensues. Yeah. We're not right. it's like, sure. whatever, we're not even talking about it. Yeah. But but no, well, he went and- over and cross-checked him. <laughs>
2: Cross checked him right right in the neck. Yeah. Like not not cool. Not cool, Morgan Riley. If you're out there listening, yeah. not cool, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like contrast, Brendan Dillon gets a three-game suspension. For uh Pop and noel Noelakari's
0: uh lid in the, yeah. the first game against the Penguins this week. And now Yeah, like I, that was in my mind, I didn't think, okay, he got a five in a game for that. And right. I was like, okay, fine. I figured that would probably be probably be enough, but he actually did end up getting the three game suspension out of it.
2: Right. And so is that is that warranted? Yeah, he hit him. He hit him hard. Yeah. And I guess from from I guess I'm I'm would be contradicting myself if I didn't say that yes, he deserves some sort of suspension because again, it involved the player's head, right? Yeah. Did Dylan intent to injure? No, I don't think he did. And he I, intended
0: and, to throw a body check is what yeah. he intended to do, which is part of the NHL, part of pro hockey. You should yeah. be able to – you can't just, you know, as a defenseman or any player, yeah. you don't want to just give guys the zone. And mm-hmm. Achary's skating through the neutral zone with the puck, trying to gain the blue line. Well, you know, and I don't want to victim blame, but basically he's bent over. Yeah. He's leading with his – you know, yeah. he's got his head kind of down. He's leading with it. Alleged. I I don't know. I didn't review the tape or whatever, but I read some stuff, and it's like he looked up, you know, two or three times before the hit, and you know, uh, and and also Dylan has a size advantage on him. So, uh,
2: well, okay. So now I think that it gets like if you want to talk, if you want to talk about a code, and you want to talk about, um, like playing playing the game, quote unquote, the right way. Mm-hmm. let's think about it this way all of these guys are getting paid to play out there right and they are amongst this sort of select group that are getting to play on you know TV on our TV sets and in in these arenas right
0: but yeah it's the best league in the world and like even the worst player in the best league in the world is still pretty darn good
2: pretty darn good so if there is a code then i think that that code should probably also include this idea that you look out for one another on the ice right and yeah i get i get that things get heated rivalries etc cetera, etc cetera, tempers will flare mm-hmm. but you know the the idea that you're not going to wrong your fellow guy And I think that, you know, like you've seen situations where injuries happen. And I think like a lot of knee-on-knee stuff happens when you see that the collision is coming. Guys kind of get out of the way to avoid one another and they end up clipping each other in the wrong way. Or you'll see like a guy uh, has his back turned in the corner and a defenseman's coming down on him. And he could just absolutely wallpaper him. To those boards, but he sees that his back is turned. He sees mm. that he's in a compromising position, so he pulls up. Like I think that could Brendan Dillon have, have pulled up? Sure, he could have. Yeah. But Brendan Dillon also he plays a hard nosed game.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. He basically hate. just went and braced himself, kind of, yeah. and
2: yeah, got himself set. And yeah. the unfortunate thing is that Ak- Akari was not set, and
0: no. you know yeah, he's he coming.
2: He's coming full speed. Dylan's coming full speed. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's a physics equation. It's a science, <laughs> right? And yeah. the size advantage, I think made it look a lot worse. And also the, the fact that is, I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm sorry. But the the, the laugh, helmet just the popped helmet up. Is, just like,
0: uh, that would have been on Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em oh, volume, yeah. well, uh, sure. volume 30 or whatever we'd sure. be and at it's, now. And
2: it's And it's weird, right? Like, like we grew up with those tapes. I don't know if those but, tapes still come out. No, every
0: year don't they
2: think, don't. I don't but, think so. But there was like Cause I was,
0: I was at the outdoor rink before Christmas. I think it was because that was when we last had ice, you know. And there were some some teens there, and we got playing a game of shinny, three on whatever, and hitting <laughs> posts or whatever.
2: Didn't you and drop a Don Cherry reference. I they did. Looked, looked I was like you, like you were. I,
0: they said something, and I and I was like, I, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I learned how to play by watching Rockham sock 'em. and the one kid didn't really know what I was even talking about. And then the other kid was like, oh, Don Cherry or whatever, right? And it's yeah, like, and yeah, the, yeah then you then know. The third,
2: <laughs> then the third kid was like, whatever, old man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Took the puck from you. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's unfortunate. It sucks.
0: Well so you mentioned actually um you know you, when you see the numbers or whatever like yeah. uh, and 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 a lot of the times it'll be almost the you re- the the reverse or whatever like not the defenseman hitting the forward but on a forecheck the uh-huh. forward coming uh-huh. in yeah and the defenseman's back trying to play the puck or get it, retrieving the puck or whatever and then uh-huh. there's some you know, contact there. That actually happened this weekend, St. Louis, Montreal. Um, Sammy Blaze, he hit, I think, what's his name? Uh, Harris on Montreal, young defenseman. And he he got him pretty good. And Harris was like wobbly, you know, couldn't get up kind of thing. Um, So definitely, you know, concussed him or something. But that was also a bit of a different kind of thing in that, I think Harris, like, was losing his balance anyway. Uh So he was, like, half falling. And Blaze could have let up, could have not done this. But he did. And and he hit him and got his head.
2: Yeah. And so, like, instantly in the sort of aftermath, one of the the major comparisons, right, where they were talking about the Mark Shifley hit from a couple years ago on Jake Evans, right, is it that it's the same there, people are saying, "Well, oh, it's the same sort of thing," you know, like Shifley hit Evans in the same way that Riley hit uh, Greg. I don't and think so at all. I don't. I don't think so at all either. Right? Like, I, I would say that that hit. And you know what? Maybe we're Jets apologists, and maybe we.
0: But Shifley I... didn't cross-check no. him after a play was dead.
2: No, no, he didn't, and that's that's the thing to me that sticks out is that game is over that play is done right mm-hmm. the whistle has blown and for him to to do that i just i think is reckless and i think yep. that it's and it's it's not it's not in the intent of the code of playing the game right. in the in the, in the right way now what is the right way well you know, I play beer league twice a week and I, you know, we know the right way of playing where we play.
0: Yeah. And then you would
2: think that there's, you know, like these guys, nobody wants to see anybody get hurt and it's just, well, the code would
0: essentially mean now, um, uh, Toronto's got it's open season on Toronto in a way. Right.
2: And yeah, especially
0: after what, um, Keith said, you oh, know, yeah. by basically oh, oh, condoning it and say, well, they have a right to... Re- well, uh, almost, what's he going to say when um, somebody says, you know what, uh, Mitch Marner? Um, I,
2: I don't like the way you smiled at me. I hate your African face. Story. And
0: I'm just going to... Yeah, you know, yeah. so...
2: Well, and it's... it's it was So, right, like, the Jets fans have have circled that February 20th game against mm-hmm. the Minnesota Wild because... Mm-hmm. Fireworks are coming and, yeah. and scores to well, be settled. The Leafs and the Senators don't play again this year. And right. the Senators are not gonna make the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so like now I does guess. this now does this carry over to next year? Yeah. Like that's dumb.
0: Yeah. Story. Yeah. But and I don't I think that the whole scores to be settled thing with the Jets and Wild coming up is also Dumb, like yes. dumb, because the scores were settled.
2: But <laughs> and like and then they, we talked about this a couple of weeks, the scores were settled. Then they were scheduled settled again. Settled again, and then, and then they were they had settled to the, third the scores. Time. Yeah. So let's let's resettle. Let's settle were the, 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 the. Did we did we
0: mention those? So like, I forget if we mentioned this on air or off air, but um, you know, so Riley cross check. Uh, we'll see what happens suspension wise, but a couple other notable stick incidences this year that did not. See a suspension, right? Mm-hmm. Just the just the fine that was, you know, Truba, Truba yeah. with the the it's kind of golf club, uh, baseball bat swing or whatever on yeah. on Frederick, and then the aforementioned Hartman on Perfetti. Sure, retribution match, February
2: twentieth. Well, well, and and it'll be interesting to see the discussion between uh, who was it who was who was it the one to talk let's let's hear the conversation between Jennifer Bodell and uh who's, who's
0: Jamal Mayers. Jamal
2: Mayers. let's see let's see how that goes yeah.
0: yeah yeah we're uh, waiting with bated breath but we got to throw to a song so yeah. um th- that was a heated <laughs> a heated topic a heated discussion we got to chill out yeah got to chill out i could, i could sure use some uh, gordon lightfoot but...
2: <laughs> sure Good old Gord's gourd, no. gold settles settles all. all it does. It does Just you're feeling
0: fields, right? Oh man, takes you to easy breezy peaceful place. Yeah. Uh, uh, lo- carefree. I was gonna call it lonesome highway. Carefree highway. That's yeah. what we're gonna play right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Try getting this one out of your head. <laughs>
1: Again, up the pieces of my sweet shadow dream I wonder how the old folks are tonight Her name was Ann and I'll be damned if I recall her face She left me now, knowing what to do Every highway Let me slip away on you Every highway Seen better days The morning after blues From my head down to my shoes Every highway Let me slip away Slip away on you Times I love best. I wonder if she'll ever do the same. Now the thing that I call living is just being satisfied with knowing I got no one left to blame. Carefree highway, I got to see you, my old friend. Carefree highway. Better days, the morning after blue, put my head down to my shoes Every highway let me slip away, slip away on you. Fragments of my dream shattered sleep. I wonder if the years have closed your mind. I guess it must be wanderlust or trying to get free from the good old faithful feeling we once knew. Carefree highway, let me slip away on you. Carefree highway. Seen the better days, the morning after blues, And my head down to my shoes. Every highway let me slip away, slip away on you. Let me slip away on you. Every highway I got to see you, my old friend. Every highway. Better days, the morning after blue From the head down to my shoe Every highway Me slip away, slip away on you
0: All right, that was Carefree Highway by Gord Lightfoot, uh, Canadian legend, just like um, Wendell Clark. Sure, I guess. You know? Yeah,
2: put him put them in the same same. Yeah, yeah, legend yeah. legends in their own fields. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. We've got just a, a a little bit of time left here with you today to talk some more hockey, and I thought we would maybe just start off by we kind of ended talking. That last segment, uh, you know, we mentioned Brendan Dillon and the Jets a little bit, but um, we didn't mention, you know, OK, so the Jets, they they had a five game losing streak. They were able to break it. They got uh, on Saturday night. They beat the Penguins two one uh-huh. goals have been hard to come by. And I mean, uh-huh. yeah, they, they only got two on Saturday against Pittsburgh, but they won the game. And, you know, that's the main thing. But. Um, but for the first time in a while, it kind of looks like the Jets are healthy, uh-huh. it, as in you know, Velarde is playing and Shifley's back and Connor's there. And uh, right well, now, the only guy listed on the IR, I think, is Gustafson, and allegedly he's actually good to go. It's just like it's a numbers game. Guy. It's a number
2: numbers game right now. Yeah. Well, so they. Uh... They sent down uh Axel Jonsen Kialby yeah. and yeah. thankfully he cleared. He's a guy I like. He's a good yeah. he's a good depth guy. I like sure. him. Um
0: You can put him into the lineup and not really have to worry, you know. He's yeah. you know what he's gonna bring and yeah, uh, I, I like him. He does, you know, his so hands can't yeah. catch up with his feet. No, but, but you know, whatever. You know, he's covers a lot of ground, he's got a good stick, uh you know.
2: Yeah. yeah, one thing uh, I would say, and I mean, I think I'm probably echoing uh, the clamoring of, of many a fan across Jets Nation, is uh, with Brendan Dillon out, uh, it opened up a spot on the blue line uh, yeah. that was, was filled by one Mr. Logan Stanley, slim shady, as I like to call him. He <laughs> had... His
0: first game didn't look great.
2: <laughs> I was going to say he had some downs, but there has but been that second a couple, game, a couple they, of pops.
0: His game on Saturday against Pittsburgh looked fine. Yeah. I think, uh, from what I saw, I didn't there's see the been, whole game. Uh,
2: there's been many a folk yelling out there, uh, screaming uh, at the top of their lungs to free Billy Hanala.
0: Yeah. Thought it was a prime time that we might see some Billy Hanala, but. Yeah. Not so much. And so the Jets' next game is uh, Valentine's Day against
2: the San Jose Jose Sharks. Sharks. Which would be a wonderful place to, I think, drop Hanala into the lineup.
0: Sure. Um, I think it's a numbers game, though, because if they bring Hanala up, somebody else has to get sent down. And do they want to lose somebody on waivers again? And... Um... You know, friend of the show, Chung Tran, was we were chatting some Jets on Friday night, and Chung thought, you know, maybe, maybe there's a trade of Bruin, you know. And the reason that we haven't seen Hanel brought up is is either not necessarily because he's going to be the one that is traded, but because what one of these other pieces that are caught in this waiver limbo mm-hmm. might be moved. So well, the, there could be the clarity usual, in the coming and I think
2: and I think weeks. that the usual suspects probably there are Stanley. Yeah. Probably Nate Schmidt, right? Just for the contract reason. Although, you know, he has we've talked about it.
0: You got your been, intangibles.
2: You've got the intangibles and like he's been good.
0: Yeah. And, and I think Senberg if they could keep him pair. and make, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, I think yeah. it's, um, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, I th- I think that there might be another move made by the Jets. We've seen sure. Monaghan well, in a few games now. He's starting to get settled. Yeah. So.
2: And, I mean, if they go and they pick up another defenseman uh, at the deadline, which, which is kind of logical, um, you know, if that pushes Schmidt to the press box, he can still be a rah-rah team guy up there. No, right? totally. Like,
0: he's still in practice. He's, he's still, still around, uh, around. Right? Yeah.
2: And I think and I think that he's a veteran player and I think that he gets it. Yeah. Um and then the other guy, like you've got I think like the group of the, the you know, Janssen, Fialbi, Tony Anato, uh-huh. Gustafson, and uh Kapari are yeah. like the that group of forwards one of those guys could also be moved right they're all yeah. out of they're all out of options and i think that you will see hanela with the big club for the playoff push
0: yeah yeah i think he'll get promoted once the rosters expand for sure and maybe once the trade deadline passes there's you know um, we see what happens if somebody gets moved and then that clears up a spot for him to be brought up without having to risk losing somebody on waivers and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. And, um, you know, the, I guess the other thing is, too, you had mentioned last week, I believe it was, maybe we maybe we see Rucker McGrory, uh Aww. once those ro- rosters get expanded um, and his college season comes to an end and because uh, I how's it work with college players like
2: so basically what happens, he's got a
0: contract right or does he not he doesn't have a contract because right if you sign a contract you can't play college so he that's so it would be like once his season ends at um Michigan, Michigan then you know he, he signs either signs a, he a signs a contract and contract goes and pro or yeah. or it's like uh, go Back to college or whatever. What's he got left to prove there? I don't know. So
2: then the other thing is, if he so his his season ends at Michigan, he signs a contract. They get him into a game or two at the end of the regular season. Yeah, then it kills a year of his eligibility. At under oh of his entry level, his, his entry level contract.
0: Even if it's just like two games.
2: Yes, and so that's
0: jets probably except, don't want to do that
2: except that do they or don't they because if this is this is presumably this is what people were talking about with Gauthier last year was Boston season ends and i think he played for Boston or he played for bsu one <laughs> of the two he season ends philadelphia claims that they couldn't sign him because of uh uh, salary cap issues, but what a lot of people speculated is that they didn't want to eat a year of his eligibility. Yeah, and so you know, I think which it's, is fine,
0: and in, in my opinion, from a team perspective, but um, I guess
2: scrap. You know, you, man, you got a three-year window. I think you've got a three-year window uh, with this particular group, and I think that you've got to maximize that. Everything yeah, that you and can if it, do. Yeah. And it, unless unless you go out and you get somebody like a, a forward at the deadline as well, because then at that point it's I think it's moot There's no room. To, to to burn to burn the eligibility. Although mm-hmm. the thing is is that the the playoff uh rosters uh expand and so things kinda go out the window in terms of guys that you can call up and, and send down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, uh, we'll have we'll have to keep our fingers on the pulse, and uh, we'll keep you posted there, listeners. Um, definitely some uh, exciting times coming uh, in the NHL as far as trade deadline and stuff. I think I think we've seen a couple fairly good big trades already, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think that there will be more before the actual deadline. And I bet you on deadline day. It, won't be much going on, you know.
2: No, it'll be it's 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 always moves around the edges, right? <laughs> At that point?
0: Yeah, it's like here's our uh, fifth rounder for this um, you know, super depth piece that will maybe play a couple games or whatever. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um speaking of a couple games, there was a couple garage league of hockey games that air, yeah. uh not aired, uh, pl- were played on the weekend it was double header night in garage league on Saturday so early game uh featuring yours truly uh like ours truly I guess if yeah. i <laughs> the yeah. the yeah. winter club seals uh we, we played against the spare parts and the late game Le Malade versus the busted twines and yeah. um some big movement in the standings after all was said and done on the uh-huh. weekend. So, league-leading spare parts who have more or less been in first They've place been there for a while, for a while, for most of the season. Yeah. Um. So uh, we took them down, Garrett. Yeah, we beat one. them four-one. And good
2: game from your seals.
0: Yeah the the chatter in the locker room afterwards in the seals locker room was pretty darn good game. Oh, good game. It was a good yeah, game. Darn yeah. good game.
2: I all happy with ourselves,
0: pleased with the way we played.
2: Well, we we're coming off coming off uh, a bit of a four-game uh, losing streak. You know, exactly. couple couple overtime losses or an overtime loss and a shootout loss losses, nonetheless. Yeah. So it was nice to get back in the win column. Uh, we've got a couple of games left uh, because this coming week is uh, a short week. We only we play on Thursday uh, against uh, Les Mitz. Uh, but
0: then uh, this weekend, Apocalypse, is
2: the big Apocalypse tournament. Yeah. Uh, what do you know about the Apocalypse uh, tournament? There, Tom?
0: Well, I always say that it's my favorite winter weekend in Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's held over the long weekend in February, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Apocalypse uh-huh. has been going for over a decade now. I don't uh-huh. remember exactly the number of years that they've been running it, but. It's so much fun, and it's a one-day outdoor tournament, uh, and it's it's a draft. Uh-huh. To, you know, you don't enter a team; you enter as a player, and then uh-huh. you know you're drafted uh, to a team. Uh-huh. And it's just like it's a really fun day of um, you know hockey and friendship, if you will. And yeah, um, you, yeah, can, come it's, out, you uh,
2: can come out and see it. It's at uh, the Borkvale Community Club. That's
0: right. Yeah. Uh,
2: and uh yeah, yeah,
0: it's and those time. are great, great rinks there. The the rink is on or the, the tournament is played on the north rink. Um uh and they've I mean they've got like real boards, like you know, not just like the plywood or, or not plywood, but you know what I mean, the two by fours and whatever. But it's yeah. um yeah, it's uh, a, a great facility and hopefully the weather cooperates. I guess that's yep. the main thing. Uh, this year is uh, it's been too warm for outdoor rinks. so um you know an, a, a dip in temps this week and uh, I think they might be able to get some ice uh, on the go and have the tournament as as planned. So
2: yeah, this year's this year's team theme is a ellipse, yeah. So all of the teams are uh Winnipeg
0: based smells.
2: yes, which uh should be fun. Uh so yeah come down check it out. I know you're not going to be around this weekend. I'm going to be down there. I'm uh running sound for the event. I might even cool. hop in on the play-by-play and Yeah, uh, do
0: it. That's it'll a, good be, time. Uh, it'll be a good time. I've I've been in that booth before. It's uh it's fun.
2: Yeah. Uh we're going to leave you with a song, uh Festival du Voyageur. Uh something else that is a uh uh a Winnipeg tradition around this time of year and will be impacted A little bit by the unseasonably warm weather that we've been having.
0: Yeah, no big ice sculpture thing, apparently. No
2: big ice sculpture thing. Uh, But there is a whole whack of great music. And um, these guys are playing on February 16th at the Tante Foray, which I would assume is the forest tent. (laughs) Uh, Your, Your
0: accent is impeccable.
2: From seven thirty to eight fifteen, uh, they are a uh, really cool local band called The Land League. Uh, it's a couple of brothers, and they make this weird sort of old country western sound, but it's kind of dark and moody, and it's all sorts of good stuff. So they're playing this weekend. I would highly check out, uh, or I highly recommend that you go check them out.
0: Yeah, very good. Okay, uh, I don't
2: know. I don't know what we're doing for next week because you're, you're, yeah, we
0: might, we might air a replay, I yeah. guess. Maybe yeah. the Dave Bedini episode.
2: Hey, there you go. That'll
0: be a good one. <laughs> More Leaves content for the yeah. fans, for yeah. the listeners yeah. at home.
2: This is what they've been asking you for, anyways. Yeah. Uh, this is the Land League, a song called Stoned and Reckless. Uh, I think that's yeah. it
0: that's right here on Talking hockey. hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week. I mean, it might be a replay, but uh, every Monday, more or less, you can hear us, UMFM 101.5, or download podcast and take us with you. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Keep your stick on the ice.